Yo ho, my friends. <laughs> Thank you um, for clicking on the Pure Joy Project. Um, again, welcome. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan, and I am here by myself um, recording based upon something I was so convicted to share and almost want to start a series over, I think. Um, you probably see in the title um, that we're just, this is just encouragement, that this is perspective this is um, the way the spirit moves through me and works in me and I just have this burden to share it this beautiful burden to share it uh, so first I'm going to pray I'm going to pray for you as a listener that clicked on this I'm going to pray for me and um, for whatever else is on my heart um, God thank you uh, thank you for who you are thank you for how you love God thank you that you're not a guessing game God, thank you that that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, thank you that somehow we've been through everything we've been through to be right where we are. Lord, thank you for providing so faithfully when it doesn't make sense, Lord, that you continue to write great stories of your grace. Lord, I pray over the scriptures I'm about to share. Um, I pray over the words that I'm about to say. Spirit, I just pray that you're here and you're speaking through me, that it's not just me. Because if it's just me, I'm not helping anybody and no ministry will be done. Lord, but if it's you, you can do infinitely more than we can even imagine. Lord, I just pray that your wisdom and your knowledge shine through me today. Um, that however people remember me and remember these words, that that glorifies you. And that's the end of the story. Um, God, you're worthy of that. So just guide me, uh, in Jesus' name. So I texted the boys in the group chat, and I basically said, like, hey, like I feel convicted to, uh, to share this, this thing. Um, so I just want to say some words about encouragement, um, about ways that I'm encouraged and that I've been, um, I've been receiving revelation and peace recently through some scriptures and and I just feel this burden to share them um, so thank you I mean whoever you are if you've clicked on this like you matter and you're so special and there's a reason that you're listening to this right now um, and I pray that your heart is being worked on that the spirit is softening your heart and mine for us to learn what he what he's trying to teach us for us to grow in the way that he desires to grow us, for us just to bow and for him to do something incredible. So I'm going to start in Romans 9. Um, it's fairly simple, this passage. Uh, it's in the backside of Romans 9. Um, so I'm going to go, I believe it is 19 through 21, um, where Paul is writing about uh, like salvations and God's planning. And people questioning that. And he says, starting in verse 19 of Romans 9, he said, You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and one for dishonorable use? So, that scripture uh, pushes me towards a posture of, of thankfulness and of reflection where I think like, 
God has always, always, always been faithful in molding me into exactly what's best for me in the times that I've allowed, in the times that I've put my pride aside and I've prayed over and through things. God has never not redeemed a story in my life. God has never not redeemed a frustrating moment or a moment where I depart from him or, or a sin or anything or a season where I was hurting. God has never not redeemed that. The only times that they felt that they're in vain are when I've disconnected them from him. God, why am I injured? Why are you taking this thing I love from me? God, why is this relationship not as fulfilling as it should be? God, why is you fill in the blank? God, why does my dad not love me the way I wish he did or he doesn't show it? God, why does, et cetera, et cetera. And when I disconnect those things from him, I act like God is not the God of my Newton, the major, and that God is not in those things. That is when they're, they're in vain. That is when they're painful. That is when they're frustrating. That is when they're, they, they're crippling is when I try to disconnect them from him. But as I pray over and through things, he uses them. God, I am feeling this way. And I desire for you to use that, to grow me, to teach me, to show me something, to guide me where you want me to be. Because I want you to take a second. And Luke twenty two thirty five, Jesus tells this, the 72 disciples he sent out, he says, when I sent you out with nothing, with no knapsack, with no food, no sandals, did you ever lack? And they respond, never. That's in Luke 22. And I look back at my life and I want you to look back at your life Did God ever leave you lacking? Have you ever not been provided for? Even if it didn't feel how you wanted it to feel or as easy or as pretty or as, or as visco Instagram esque, he has never not provided. So in whatever season you're in and whatever's going on, whether it is, it is a, it is school beating you to your knees or, or plans that you have made going wrong something involving athletics or academics or relationships or your family life, your friendships, whatever it may be that is hurting you, whether it is this anxiety and this depression that you feel like you cannot get a grip on, I promise you that he will redeem those things, that it is not in vain. It is for a greater story. God promises that he is for us in Romans. And if he is for us, then who can be against us? And so I want to, I want to show, I kind of want to open this up. I've read John 16, 33 so many times. And in my life, it's, it was one of the first verses I memorized because it's, it's fairly cliche. Um, but I saw it in a new light just, just a few days ago. Um, so in John 16, 33, Jesus says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So in there, Jesus promises two things. Jesus promises a fight. He promises a battle. He promises tribulation. But not only does he promise that, he promises victory alongside it. But he doesn't lay out a checklist on how to find victory in each situation. But he does offer himself. I have overcome the world. He says in Matthew 28, 
I will be with you always, even until the end of the day or the end of the age. So we are promised a battle, but we are also promised victory. So what does it look like to claim victory in the name of Jesus? This is not the prosperity gospel. This is not six plus figures in your bank account guaranteed if you follow Jesus. This is a promise that you will be fulfilled, you will have peace, and your life will be eternally more joyous, more gentle, and more incredible as you bow to these things and you understand, yes, there is a fight, but yes, I have victory and I just need to walk through those things with Jesus. In what ways are you looking at the potter, at the great writer of stories, and are you saying, I don't trust you? Why is my life like this? What are the ways that you're questioning that we could now re-reposture our hearts and restructure those questions to God, what are you doing? I'm expectant that you're going to do something great. Because there are so many things that that can lead us to um, to doubt and to frustration. And I want to encourage you right now. I want to encourage you that your negative thoughts are not because you are broken. What is wrong with me? Why do I think this way? It is because the enemy fears who you could be in Jesus. In you taking the name and seal of Jesus on you in the Holy Spirit, the teacher and leader and sharpener and counselor that is the Holy Spirit, our advocate, in you taking that into yourself, the devil is terrified. The enemy fears with everything he has who you could be in Jesus, so he attacks your thoughts. He tries as hard as he can to make you feel inadequate. He tries as hard as he can to ruin the relationships that are truly going to build you up. He does everything he can to distract you from goodness. 2 Timothy 2 talks about as people talk aimless talk, as people uh, as people pursue aimless things in the flesh, the truth gets further and further. And so the more that we allow him to distract us, the further we are from where we actually want to be. So you are not inadequate. You are enough. And he wants you to, the enemy wants you to look at the, at the potter, at the, at the great author, at the one who is writing an unimaginably incredible, fulfilling story with your life if you allow him through all the highs and the lows and the tested faithfulness. He wants you to look at him and be like, well, you don't care about me. Or you're not going to come through in this situation. Or you're not going to give me what's best for me. But in your submission, in taking up your cross daily, in understanding I need to be willing to lose all these things for them to really be as good as they could be, we conquer the enemy. Over every situation, every thought, every, every hard thing, we pray over and through those things that God write a story of his grace and that we trust him in it. And he will do incredible things. I just want to encourage you that you are special enough that the enemy himself is trying to keep you from walking in fullness with Jesus. And he distracts you from all these things with these little sins that maybe aren't that bad. And those sins and those thoughts might have you in chains, but you have been promised victory in that fight. 
We just have to ask Jesus to be there. I'm going to pray. Let's take victory. Um, God, thank you for who you are and how you show up. God, thank you that we can look back in our lives and you have never left us for gone, for good. Lord, that you always show up and you prove why you're worthy of being faithful to and you prove how you are faithful and how you're loving us. God, I ask that we just trust you with the hard things. I pray over everyone that's clicked on this and every listener and everybody that interacts with this in any way that they have the boldness to pray you into the hard things. God, I don't want to sleep alone tonight. God, I don't want to be alone right now. God, I want this to happen in my life and it feels like you're taking that from me. Etc. God, I ask that we pray those hard prayers. God, I am hurting. I am frustrated. I feel lost. I need you. God, just show me how you're, how you're, how this is going to benefit me or benefit someone else. Show me how the goodness of your story is going to come through. God, help me to trust you in the process. I ask for the gift of faithfulness for everybody here. For the gift of knowledge, the gift of discernment, and the gift of wisdom. I pray for um, gentle and quiet spirits for the women. I pray for uh, hearts aligned to honor you for the men. Lord, I pray that the way that people look at us glorifies you, and that's the end of story. Whatever that means. The way that people think of us glorifies you. God, I just pray that you continue to change hearts. And that you continue to show us why walking with you is worth it. God, you're so good. And Lord, I pray over Psalm 19:14 that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart are right in your sight. Lord, and I pray that you help us to claim victory in your name without increasing us in pride. Lord, but just humbly, we are willing to give up everything from you, even though you won't take it all, most likely. God, you are so good. Continue to call us closer every single day and encourage us to step into the fight that you offer. Lord, it is all an adventure where we walk expectantly with you, knowing that you're going to continue to be faithful and you're, and you're going to continue to do great things through us as we submit. Lord, so help us to just walk joyously, peacefully, excitedly into every new thing knowing that you're going to do something great and help us to walk that same way in the hard things right now or the hard things to come, knowing that you're going to do something so special if we allow you to, if we just put ourselves aside and stop holding so tight. God, so I pray that we hold the things we love with an open palm and let you write your story through them. Lord, thank you for everything you are, everything you have done, you're currently doing and you will do and that your character is unchanging and you are not a guessing game, but you are the foundation and the consistency. Help us to seek you at your word and in prayer constantly. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all. Thank you for listening to me rant for 15 minutes. I hope that you're encouraged in some way. Um, you are worthy. You are enough. You measure up. 
Christ has deemed you so to steward his grace. 1 Thessalonians 2. Smile.